you, we absolutely love this church. Thank you, God, for this, this lighthouse on a hill, Lord, this city on a hill that is shining brightly over this valley with love and joy and peace and faithfulness and holiness to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for such a great place to come. We really feel honored to be here, and I can't thank you enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your name. Lord, I pray right now that you would bring your presence in a way that has never been felt or experienced in this house ever, God. I just pray for a breakthrough anointing, a breaker anointing of Jehovah God to blow through this place. I pray that everybody that is injured, sick, or brokenhearted would leave healed tonight, God. Father, thank you. We say your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The party that is in heaven going on all the time, angels dancing and worshiping the Lamb of God, we say your kingdom come, your party come here on earth as it is in heaven. We welcome the angelic host. We welcome the living creatures. Wow. We welcome all you 24 elders. We welcome the throne of grace. Shababamba. God the Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And Lord Jesus, we welcome you. We thank you, God. We praise you, Lord. I just, um, I have the pleasure of traveling with friends that are just dear hearts to me. My, these guys that I'm with are my family. They really are uh, in Christ in spades. I mean, there is so much love between the five of us, it's ridiculous. And so it makes it a pleasure to minister and to go places and do things. And so hiding in the back there is Lucinda. This is Mrs. Williams, Tom Williams' wife. And this is Mickey, my wife, Mickey White. And these are her paintings up here on stage. This is Tom Williams right here. My brother from another mother. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Dave Eberly. He can sing like the Everly Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which one of you guys wants to go first? You're going to go first? Yes, sir. All right. There you All go. Right. All right. Thanks, Dale. Woo.
Ooh. Oh, this could be fun. Woo. Ah. All right, so good morning. It's always dawn with the Lord, you know. Oh, boy, that was just hallelujah. I could just, you know, you're not going to get rid of us. We're just not leaving. So it is so beautiful here. Oh, it's so nice. Um, a big shout out and lots of love to Doug and Sandy. Thanks. Uh, I have to tell you, so, yes, come on, a quippers extraordinaire, that's what they are, yes. Mm. Ah, so how many of you wonderful folks were here this morning? Oh, okay, well, there's, there will be some repeat, it's okay. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, um, maybe 25 years ago, I was down in San Jose, I was a I'm still I'm a techno geek, but I was working down there, and I was wor I was going to um, Vineyard. So this is not just an honor, but it really feels like just family. It feels very comfortable. Uh, the songs, everything. Oh, should I just do one in each ear? He needs a, a longer leash. <laughs> oh. So anyway, it really feels good here. Um, yeah, man, how do you follow the Lord that just breaks out like that? Man. Can you imagine? So I'm, I'm on staff at Bethel. I do a lot of different things, but I, I have this nightmare. I get called up to follow Bill or something, you know? It'd be like... <laughs> maybe we could say no, right? That's part of my... No... <clears throat> anyway, uh, it is so fun to be here, guys. I want to tell you a little bit about how good... I think our streams really fit well together, right? I mean, we are different. We don't have a denomination ourselves. But I, I was at... I think I was at 10 years at that vineyard. And um, I've now been... Mm, eight or nine years at Bethel, went through BSSM, a school there, and uh, I've been on staff for about five years now, do a lot of different things. But I, I think this, this is not, we're coming here to explain to you about Holy Spirit. <laughs> you guys have it. It's in your DNA. It's in our DNA. We share so much. Ours, but, so the difference, though, is, we we have such a fun global thing going on down there. Um, in our regular school, we have about 68 countries represented. Um, in our we now have an online school, which is one of the things I work in, and we have 43 different countries represented in there. Um, it's just big. I love you know in our healing rooms, people come from all over the world every weekend. It's just, it, there isn't yet a news service where you can just tune in and find out what's going on with Christ around the world, right? 
But this is, I think it's the closest thing to it. We interact so much with the, the globe and what's going on. We have this continuous stream of testimonies. It's so fun. So I want to give you a little bit of an update because you probably don't, uh, you don't run in that circle. So you guys are responsible for all of the Northeast. <laughs> Grants pass mostly, but anyway. So one of the jobs I do, I'm in a, a group called School Planting. And uh, in that group, we film um, sessions in, in BSSM. And then we make them available to burgeoning schools, supernatural schools around the world. Well, we have about 70 schools online. And we have about, well, there's just tons of videos. But I get to talk to these school leaders all around the world. For example, okay, did I mention Supernatural School of Ministry? Right? Equipping schools. Just like you guys have an incubation system here to equip. Just like that, right? In Iowa is the largest Lutheran church in America. They are a supernatural school. Okay. Also, I have a story I love, one of my favorites. When I was still in school, I traveled to um, Cleveland uh, to do a healing conference with my mentors. I wasn't doing it. I was traveling with. But in that group that came to Cleveland were six Catholic seminary students. We found out. We didn't know. You know, there's like you. I, don't, I wouldn't know if one of you guys are in seminary unless you came up and told us. Well, eventually one of them came and talked to me. I just love that. I mean, they were there to really just, they wanted, they were hungry to know what is this stuff. You know what? The Catholics have a, a charismatic stream in them, really. Uh, anyway, so this guy that came and talked to me, I got to know him a little bit and uh, had just really clicked. I, I love all the different cultures around the world, all the different denominations. It doesn't matter. God's moving. I mean, it's, it's, honestly, it's hard for you to see that, but I want you to know that. It really is. So anyway, so I'm with him. And he's, he's, I'm teaching him a little bit about healing. And ministry time comes up, and I bring him with me. So he wants to learn. We're going to have him learn. Ha ha. So I have him come over, and then I know as I approach this lady that this one is going to be where we pray for the legs to straighten, right, to, to heal out, to move out. So I come up, and we talk to her for a moment, find out, sure enough, that's what she needs. So I said, okay, you do it. Kneel down. So he kneels down. I said, now line up her feet. He's lining them up. He goes, okay, now what do I do? I said, now you pray. He said, well, what do I pray? Whatever God tells you. Well, he has his, you know, he starts into a prayer, right? Anyway, he's sitting there holding her legs, and he's looking, and then all of a sudden he goes, ah! <laughs> I said, what's the matter? The legs moved. I was like, well, that was your, what you were praying for. What did you expect? And, you know, he just lost it. She lined up. Her hips were healed. All, it was so fun. And then he went four or five more in a row and um, just healed. It was just so fun. So he got a taste of the real God. It was so fun. All right. 
Yeah, everybody. So that guy, I found out, I kept in touch with him. He left the seminary. He left to help start a Catholic school of supernatural ministry in Cleveland, right? Okay, so remember that several years ago. Okay, fast forward. I, I right now, volunteer to help in a, what's called a revival group online where we have students and uh, we lead them. Okay, so that's the shortest version of that. Anyway, there's a girl in that group. I think her name is Emily. So she is talking about some testimonies and about some things going on. Uh, the group that I'm with, they've been in school part-time online since the fall. Okay, so they're really getting a flavor of the culture. She's trying things out. She mentions, she's a young girl, 25, and she mentions, you know, I had the wildest thing happen. I prayed for somebody, and they got healed, and it was over at my other school. And she's just kind of rambling on, and I'm kind of listening on the side. And she says, yeah, it's at this um, school called, I think it was called Excite, something like that. And then she goes, it's my Catholic supernatural school in Michigan. I said, huh. So afterwards, I got in touch with her, and I said, tell me about this school. And she said, well, there's about 250 students. And, and she listed some of the leaders. And I was like, wait, stop. Tell me that name again. Turns out, the Cleveland school moved to Michigan they now have 250 school, or students, they have three campuses, half of the seminary teachers, Catholic priests, moved over to the school, and they're teaching there now. Now, that one was a lot for me. I was like, oh, that's the same school, thank you, Lord. They, they didn't get any of that, but I appreciated that. It's so fun. But my point in all that is, you should feel connected to a God that is moving on the whole planet. He is not still. He moves. All right, that's a fun one. Okay. So we also, uh, I, I, I like to, we, we have uh, BSSM online. We have it on Zoom. We're reaching all these people across the world that couldn't make it to our big city of Reading. And uh, it's so fun. We, we've grown very rapidly, and in order to do that, we had to steal some of the pastors from the regular school. And it's so fun because I could watch their journey. They would come in, and they would sit in their first staff meeting, and you'd see their head down. <sighs> and you just feel their countenance, right? And let me interpret. This isn't going to work. What am I doing here? Okay. They don't say it, but it's like, hmm. Okay, so about two weeks, every single pastor I've seen do this comes into the next staff meeting, stands up and says, you know, I just want to tell you, I came in here thinking this isn't going to work. I am a hands-on guy. I am a relationship guy. This Zoom thing is online. No one's going to do it. And, he said, and instead, it is power that is moving. One of the guys said in one of his Zoom calls, he had about... Um, about 30 people online on a Zoom call. 
And he said, someone, right in the middle of when he was talking, broke out a shofar and blew the shofar, you know. When he did that, the pastor looked up at the screen, and the whole chunk in the middle, all he saw was feet. Right? God is moving. He heals through Zoom. The world is changing. This is the first time. Do you know when Jesus said to his disciples, go out to all the world, heal the sick, and make disciples? Do you know this is the first time in history in the last 40 years of the Internet? You could actually do that. We can sit here, and I can reach somebody. We prayed for somebody in the healing rooms last month from Kazakhstan. Right? That's Muslim. And it's not a country that people move around in too much, right? Kazakhstan. It's, oh man, God is moving. The other thing I want to do is update you a little bit on current testimonies that we get. Because it really reveals what is going on with God. For you guys that were here this morning, no fair laughing before I get done. So, the first one is, the, these, the one past, we had, every year in school, they take mission trips. Well, it was hard to do that this year. We did it in the U.S., but also they did an online mission trip. But anyway, mission trip, a real one, to Orlando, and this team was out there, and they, one of the girls was worshiping at a, at a church. And uh, she got done, and she fell over in the spirit, and then it was eventually time to wrap up the service. So, you know, they, you have to go. We're, we have to get you up. So they go over. The girl is still in the spirit, you know, and she's like her size. And this usher comes over, and he can't, he can't pick her up. He's like, okay, come on. Six guys try to lift her up. Barely could do it. They actually move her slowly into a chair and then take the chair on a, you know, one of those uh, dollies over out so they could get her out. She's outside. She starts praying for this van full of students. They start screaming inside. Once again, no one could move those kids. They actually used that, you know, those hotel luggage things. They put a kid on and they rolled them to their room to get them in. But the point of that, and both Bill and Chris just sat back and went, they knew right away. They said, oh, that's the weight of glory from Psalms. There's a word in Psalms that, uses, that comes out when you read it, says glory, but the real definition down below is weight. Boom. God does crazy things. This other one is fun, too. On that same trip, they were praying for a guy. And they were praying, and they said, you know, we feel there's provision coming. But they said, no, but like right now, there's something. And these guys are still praying. Around the corner comes a big black suburban, rolls down the window as it's driving, and throws literally a pack of money, cash, hits this guy in the chest. So he's like, wow. That was wild. He was an unbeliever, by the way. The truck comes around two more times, hits him with this cash. 
we don't know what that was, right? But this guy's like, this is very, very strange. They keep praying. He said, you know, that could be coincidence. I'm not, I mean, really. <laughs> right? God's tugging at this guy, and he just won't see it. Anyway, so he stands there, and he says, all right, that lady standing over there, if she comes over, then I'll know it really was this God that you're talking about. As soon as he says that, the lady turns around, comes over, and she has a bag, and she takes this bag of money, and she says, you know, I think this is for you. Tears, and he accepts the Lord. God is moving in different ways right now, and what that tells you is the season is changing. Right? We know between fall, winter, spring, and summer, every time there's Except, like, I grew up on the East Coast. It was easy. Oh, color leaves, it's fall, right? Harder to do out here. But anyway, generally, you can tell the change in seasons. So the point is that seasons are changing. Last week also, I'm trying to give you just current stuff. Last week also, I was in a Zoom meeting. With, it was a school planting meeting with the leaders around the world. We had about 30 school leaders um, from around the world from, that we're supporting. And Chris Valentin is the speaker. He gets to the end and he does question and answer time. And this one girl raises her hand and she says, first of all, I have to tell you, in addition to starting a school, I'm also one of your online students. But that's not the cool thing. She said, three weeks ago, I had a major stroke completely um, couldn't move the left side of my body. She said, my revival group, which is our online group, prayed for me continually. She said, I went to the doctor, and he said, you have not had a stroke. What happened? I mean, it's just God is just on the move and doing crazy stuff. It's so fun. She was so radically touched. One of the other things we've been doing since, um, due to COVID stuff, we haven't had the healing rooms open. They're opening next week. Plus Zoom, though. All of Bethel is breaking out. We're reaching the world in addition to having conferences there. It's so fun. Anyway, the healing room, we've been on Zoom for about a year. Two different times in Zoom. So remotely, right? We're sitting at home and we're... Uh, praying for people somewhere. Two different times, they were in hospital rooms with people in coma, and they woke up. What are the limits? Right? I, I am a seriously testimony freak. Okay? I love testimonies. It just, it brings up hope. It brings God is so wonderful. I love, I could do testimonies. All right. So let me move forward a little bit. What's happening today? This is a new thing for glasses, also fun. Ah. So we have, I'm pretty sure, I love history, so I'm pretty sure of this. The first time in our global history that 
maybe it's happened before, but that we know about a pandemic thing around the whole world. This isn't just the US. It's not certain parts of Central America. It is the whole world. There's been a pretty big reaction to that. Fear is rampant among Christians and non-Christians. There is repression of worship. If you're not familiar with that, that's not just in the U.S., by the way. There is racial, political, and authority division. What's going on? Okay, we know that God doesn't bring sickness. It's not his nature. Anybody that tells you that is not correct. Okay, and I don't normally make that kind of a statement, but he does not bring sickness. He's not doing this as a lesson for the world. It's not his nature. He is a good father. Do you take your children when they're babies and throw them into the street and the highway and say, okay, you're going to learn about traffic? No, you don't do that. And he is a way better father than we could imagine, right? So the question is, what's going on? This ties in with that season change that I was talking about. The enemy is playing his pandemic, his global plant pandemic card. That's a very big and visible card for him to play. Why in the world would he do that? Well, I'd like to suggest to you, he's preempting, he knows God is about to move in a bigger way. I, God, you, it's, it's a very acceptable phrase to say God uses these times, and he does. Well, I don't think that's actually what's happening. I actually think he has this huge season that's right around the corner, and the en- enemy tried to preempt it. What actually happened with this pandemic, if you look around, it's easiest to talk about the United States, right? Um, Australia is, yay, no, no COVID. But if you haven't heard how they did that, they have basically a police state. It's really bad. I can tell you about that. But anyway, so what has happened is there's a lot of places around the country that... Um, Maybe, maybe, so it's basically a sifting is where I'm going with this, right? God is using this time to say, where are you and who is really your God? Is your God a building that you're used to coming to where you get your source of hope every week? That's not God. Is your God... You know, whatever other things. But it's a sifting. People are being challenged. And I will tell you, um, where is she? She's over there. So our intercessor over there, I love talking with her. She gives me updates on, like, what's happening in the spirit. It's so cool. And uh, Mickey is also a seer. I don't have those things, so I ask them, and they just tell me. This right now, in the last year, is the most active, and I don't mean a little. People like Benny and the crazy intercessors are just saying, they have never seen in their lives the activity that's going on in the spirit. There's a war going on. 
So God is getting ready to move. Do you guys remember um, a few years ago, how many people were, I know she, I talked to her, I think Teresa, right? Yeah. She was in at Eureka when we were there. How many people were in Eureka when we were over there? Eugene. Ah, sorry. No. Okay, good. All right. Not good, but anyway. <laughs> so if you remember a few years ago, picture the images you got on TV when the, in Indonesia they had that big tidal wave. What happened was the water went way back. I don't mean like 100 feet. It went back, it could have been miles, I don't know. It said they uncovered things they had never even known were out there. And it was a resort place, and you can watch this water. By the way, if you see that at the ocean, not a good thing. Okay, the water is just receding all the way back. Then the question is, what do they do? Well, they didn't understand it. How similar is this to what's going on? These are times that things are happening in our amazing modern world that we have never seen before. Water's going back. Okay? Now, what do you do? Well, you have three choices. A lot of them didn't understand what was happening, but they still knew enough to be like, okay, this, I'm not sure what's going on, and they run toward the land. And maybe they were okay. The second thing that could happen is people planted their anchors in the sand and said, I'm comfortable, I don't care what's going on, I'm staying here, anchoring themselves. A lot of us do that. We are comfortable with where we are with the Lord. I like my life right now. I'm going to stay right here. It's okay. Nothing really bad is happening. Remember, the water's going back. Okay, the other problem with that is, as we all know, God doesn't stay still. He moves. So if you are anchored down, right, that means he's moving farther and farther away all the time. Really what you need to do, and how many, uh, how many surfers do we have here? Oh, yay, all right. Not me. <laughs> okay, but they tell me, and maybe you can testify to this. They tell me when you're, when you're paddling out and you have a big wave coming, the best thing you do is you dive under the wave, right? You go under the wave, and then there's more to it and a lot of skill, and you basically wind up in the wave and you ride it. Kind of, right? Oh, longboards, okay. All right, anyway, so the point is, if we really want to be in the right place because the water's going out, nothing like this has happened before in history. The water is going out. God's trying to show us he's coming. Something is about to change. Get in the wave and ride the wave one of the things I love about talking with Doug is you guys are, it's, this, is not, this is not Holy Spirit 101 congregation. You guys already know the stuff. Right? You're equipped. He does a great job with that, and he loves doing it. I saw teams. We had a fun meeting this morning. 
Okay? He knows how to equip you. Everybody's there. The question is, individually, where are you at? Are you anchored and comfortable? That may or may not be good. I don't know what the result is yet, but that's not my choice. Now, you have to know that all of us are on our journey maturing with God individually and on different paths, pathways and things like that. All of that's going on. And God, that's how he works. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is a global thing that's about to happen. God is moving. Let me give you a, a metaphor to illustrate this. Okay? So, is it, isn't it just phantasmically God, a caterpillar, this crawling bug thing that spends all of his time, right, on the ground? And he gets to a season, and he spins a web, and he gets into a chrysalis, and he emerges... This thing that had nothing to do with what he looked like before. I think it's wild. I would love to talk to someone and explain how that happens, but anyway. He emerges as a butterfly, right? Now, if he is comfortable caterpillar that just changed, and he wants to stay there, He's going to be wind up being a butterfly that never flies, that never uses his gift and his new beauty and creativity. He's grounded because he doesn't want to move. The, technically, what will happen is he'll starve. Okay, That's really the metaphor for that anchor thing. I, I firmly believe the message that... I was supposed to bring to you guys today was about a kind of a catalyst, like a, a call to action. You guys have been, all of us, right? We have been pummeled by this thing. We're tired, tired at the mask thing. I won't even talk about that. Businesses shut down. This is a thing. Never happened before, and it's continuing on. We're a year and a half into that. If someone would have told you two years ago this was going to happen, you would have said, oh, sure, right? No. All right, so... Before all of this mess, I know in the spirit you guys were hungry and you wanted more, and that's still in you. It's just dormant, and that's okay. But I'm here to shake that out today. Okay, God's current opportunities for more. First of all, your identity is you have purpose and you are more than enough. Any other message that you're hearing about yourself is not true. 
You are intimately connected with a loving father who is interested in all the details of your life. And the fruits of the Spirit, which you know, are peace, love, joy, hope, and uh, prosperity. Oh, what else is going on lately? So we've had multiple uh, testimonies lately, and I'll give you one. Uh, this one student needed money for his tuition. He needed $1,100. Right? And some friends of his that are in Reading gave him a check for $1,100. Within three days, that person got a check for $11,100 out of the blue. There was a guy who invested four months ago, I think, $200 sold that investment for $174,000. Is he just for healing? No. Healing is crazy going on. But he's doing all kinds of things. And sometimes, you know, when you pray for healing for someone, sometimes it's not about their healing. Sometimes it's about a connection that you bridge between them and God, an encounter that's what we owe people. And that count encounter might happen with cash being thrown at you. I mean, come on. I want that one. <laughs> Prosperity. Every little moment he's concerned with. I, I've heard testimonies of some of the, one of the pastors. She prays and just intercedes with God as she's doing dishes, right? And that's her, her time. That's her time with God. And she says it's so pure. Every moment he's interested in. So, let me give you a metaphor of what I think is going on, not just here, all of us, right? I have it too. How many in here are gardeners? I, there has to be. This is a beautiful area, right? All right, gardeners. Not me, but I love to see the effect of the garden and the beautiful roses all over the place, right? It's so beautiful. I love them. Okay, but... What happens is I look closely, because I don't know about gardening, but I love roses, which means I don't know how to take care of them. And all of a sudden, in the middle of this whole beautiful row of roses, one is having trouble. Eh. All of a sudden, there's a whole group of them having trouble. Right? There's this little thing I learned about called aphids. You guys know about aphids? Let me tell you about aphids. So I got, I got this off the internet. Aphids can damage buds so they fail to develop and they suck the sap out of young shoots to the degree that foliage becomes wilted and unhealthy looking. Many species, species of aphids can develop from newborn nymph to reproducing as an adult in seven days. Each adult aphid can produce up to 80 offspring in a matter of a week. Aphid populations increase with great speed. All right, now what am I talking about? The enemy's plan is, especially now, he wants to throw any little distraction at you that he can. Any little thing. If your eyes get off of Jesus, he wins. He doesn't care that when you pray, heaven opens up, 
angels sing forth, and there's a ladder that reaches down and just the paint peels off the wall. He doesn't care. If you have your eyes off Jesus, you're going to stop doing that. And these little aphids are little things, but just like aphids, it grows and it spreads and it takes over and the enemy wins. Unless you know how to deal with aphids. All right, so how do we deal with all this? So here's some tips. And I, I, as I said, I'm leading a small group of students, so these are some of the things we're telling them. We want to get into, uh, let me give you a, a, another story. So when I was in first year, there was a guy in my uh, class, amazing. I came to BSSM to learn about healing, right? This is my very first uh, class I'm in with this guy. He's a young guy. He's like 18, 19. Do you guys know, who, anyone know who Todd White is? Yeah, he's crazy, right? This, this kid gets up and testifies that when he went through high school, so you guys remember there's a little thing called peer pressure at high school? This kid at, at like ninth grade saw Todd White on a video and he said, Lord, I want that no matter what. So he started to go to the mall every weekend and pray for people. Yay for taking risk. Okay. He kept a journal of all the ones that he did, right? All the, all the times that he prayed for people. A thousand journal entries, not one person healed. Okay. I want you not to hear what I'm not saying here. I'm not saying your journey is pray for a thousand people and you will get healing started, right? Erase that. Okay, anyway, he comes in, and he said, and then it started, and God showed up. This guy took a job working at one of those little booths in our mall in Chesta, at Chesta Mall in Reading. Everybody walking by him, he'd have a prophetic word, he would heal them, it didn't matter. Our, our um, pastor actually had to, we had a thing every week where we would meet together as a group, and they asked for testimonies, right? He had to actually stop him after the second week, because he would just, he would fill, he could go for hours. That guy, that kid, crazy healer. Honestly, even the leaders we know, I've never seen anything like it. He became the first um, intern for Todd White. So he got his dream and healing. But anyway, the reason I bring that up, I asked him early on, it's like, just imagine you have this kid that's just on fire and he's got what you want. What are you going to do? I want to ask and find out how he does this, right? So I hung out with him. I wanted to get to know him. And I said, his name was Dave. Dave, tell me about healing. Tell me about, I, I want to hang out with you. I want to see. He goes, you need to understand one thing about the success that I have. First of all, it comes because I have a relationship, intimate relationship with Christ. Okay? The second is, it's not a thing. It's a lifestyle. 
that still, I can still hear him saying that. That just shook me. I was like, oh, wow, okay. I mean, that's what I was there for. It's fine for me. But I challenge you guys. God doesn't want us to be part-time Holy Spirit people. He anoints us every day of the week. All right. So remember, we have the aphid story over here. How do you deal with that? Adjust your lifestyle. Beat the enemy. Okay? The first thing is, find out what your normal is. Okay? I am a fun-loving, very peaceful, silly guy, right? I don't have any pains or anything in my body. That's my normal. If I wake up in the morning and something isn't right there, my leg hurts, I have a headache, something, that's not my normal. I can tell those aphids, I'm sorry, my normal is I'm filled with joy and fun, and it defe- our declarations defeat him. Remember that. That's one way to get rid of the aphids. The second one, Lamentations 3. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh every morning. You start every morning. You wake up and you praise the Lord. What kind of a mood is that going to set for the day? Whatever was going on yesterday, remember the butterfly? He had the butterfly that couldn't fly had to let go of some of the things that he was used to doing before. Right? So he could have a life in the air and being beautiful and flying away and eating other things. Okay? So when I say wake up and praise him every morning, that's not a little thing. So many of us, especially in this last season, are carrying stuff that are aphids. We're tired. We're distracted. We're anxious. We want our lives back. We want it to be normal again. Along with all the other things that we would deal with, whether that's something in our body, a relationship, uh, our, our lifestyle, money. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh every morning. We don't get crusty bread on day two. Fresh every morning. Just get in the habit when you eat breakfast. Praise you, Lord. Not for the food, we do that too, right? But praise you, Lord. And Father, I let go of everything from yesterday. We're starting over this morning because your mercies are fresh every day. That's like taking a hose to those aphids, right? They aren't clinging to you because you're letting them go. And you get the opportunity to ride the wave. Hope joy, peace. Those are the things that he delivers to you every day. Every day new. 
Get up and laugh every morning. Right? Can you be in joy and outside of the kingdom? No. Jesus owns joy. It's him. Can you be in peace and not filled with Christ? No. He owns peace. It is his kingdom. He is the king and the prince of peace. That has authority with it. It's like borders around it. The enemy doesn't know how to give you peace. It's not his territory. Okay, so check your normal. Praise him every morning. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh day. And then we're, I'm, I'm doing some other things that are fun, too. Bill talked about this a few weeks ago. Bill is amazing, by the way. He's like a whole nother level. One quick story, Bill's story. So early on, Chris and Bill went on some trip out to Colorado, and they were staying in this little cabin. And uh, Chris, uh, many years, 30 years ago maybe, right? So they're both in this little cabin. It has one bathroom. They have two cots. They're both sleeping there. They're doing a conference or something. So Chris has this habit. He has to get up a lot every night. So he gets up, and he's headed to the bathroom, and he passes by Bill as he's laying there, sleeping, sleeping. As he is sleeping, he hears Bill saying, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. That's the well he digs from. Oh, okay. So he was talking the other day, and he said, I want you to try this. Okay, and again, this is about lifestyle. It's about beating those aphids, right? On a non-Sunday, do it on Sunday as well, but also on other days, you're out shopping, you're doing your errands. Sometime during the day, one time, stop. I'm about to go in Winco. Lord, where are you? Bring me that joy again. Is there someone in there you want me to talk to? Is there someone that you want me to bring your kingdom to? Once a day. Heidi Baker has a saying that she says, if one person really understood Jesus the power and the love that he has, the whole world would change. This isn't even getting that far. This is just once a day. You gardeners, how easy is it, is it to get rid of those aphids? Not so easy, right? I think. You have to every day. So now you're refreshing, you're letting stuff go, and you're activating every day. Lord, I know you're here. What can I do? Can you imagine how Grant's past would change? I have this other saying that's my own little thing right now. So let's say this young man has a broken collarbone and he's a stranger to you and you walk up. You know, I think the Lord says he wants your collarbone healed. What? How do you know my collarbone? That whole thing is fun, right? 
Anyway, is it okay if I pray for your collarbone? Sure. Be healed in Jesus' name. And you walk away. This guy gets healed. He now knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is real. He feels love and joy because that is healed. Now he goes home, tells his wife, guess what happened to me? So what happened was we went from one person just hearing the presence and responding. That was a moment. Now he tells her about it. They tell the whole family, my collarbone was just healed. Goes to the doctor, gets an x-ray, it's all healed. He checks it out. Was that God? Now we have some momentum. We went from a moment to momentum. Now all of you go out and every day encounter one person and touch them with God. Now you have a movement. Okay? That's the wave. Okay, when you're checking in with him every day, if that wave is coming, he's going to say, Go over to your friend's house today. They need prayer. This movement is coming. Go out in the street. And all of a sudden you go out there and there's 500 people out there also praising Jesus. Hmm. That's the way, right? It's, 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 It's seriously so fun. I've prayed for so many people and seen so much healing I've told the morning audience, you know, things like cancer or whatever, they really don't bother me. It's, it's no different than praying for someone's pinky finger that got cut. It's exercising that muscle, right? That's the only difference. So one last story. It's a fun one. You guys will like this. So also when I was in school, um, Randy Clark was in town. You guys know Randy? If you listen to what he's saying and you're there at his conference, there is not necessarily a link between what he's saying and what's going on in the audience, but he brings it. It's the Holy Spirit. He's off telling you about some amazing academic thing in the Bible, and people are getting whacked and healed, right? Oh, so fun. Anyway, so at this particular time, um, I was a student, and we were waiting. We weren't allowed to be out in the audience, but these, uh, a guy from Randy's um, organization came in, and he said, I need four prayer volunteers. <sighs> I love praying for people. Let's go. All right, he says, okay, here's what's going on. There's a guy in the front row. He's in a wheelchair, and he has stage four cancer. I want you guys to just go and just pray over him, not pray for him. Randy's going to be coming at the end, and he wants to pray for him, but I want you guys to just bring the spirit to him. Okay. So we go down there. We talk with him. He is frail, like maybe 90 pounds. He can't stand. He tells us, as we get to know him before Randy starts speaking, 
He, I think he came from Oregon, too. Oregon or Washington. Anyway, um, he tells us he came with the full expectation that he's not going home. This is it. This is his last chance. He's that close. His family is here. They're sitting up in the stands. So he's ready for a miracle. By the way, not a believer. But they tend to show up when things are tough. Okay, so there's four of us. And we're just praying over him. Just bring the Holy Spirit. Soaking. You guys have a soaking chair? I love that. It would be bad for me because I would go right to sleep. (laughs) I love soaking, but it has that effect on me. Anyway, so we're just soaking this guy. And eventually, so uh, when the speakers are in town, Bill always sits right in front, and he honors them, and he listens to them, right? So he's listening to them. Well, so he's human. He has to go to the bathroom, so he goes off the wing to the right, and he goes over to the bathroom, and he comes back, and we're praying. We're still just in the spirit with this guy. And Bill walks by, and he just says, breakthrough. And he just keeps walking. Okay, within a moment, this guy starts squirming around in his chair. Oh, he had uh, stomach cancer, by the way. So he says, wow, my stomach is really heating up. What's going on? He goes, the pain is going, what in the world? He's, He's describing all this stuff going on. Randy does this thing. He says, okay, anybody that was touched at all or partially healed, you know, stand up and wave, right? This guy stands up and starts waving. He could not stand up. His family immediately comes down and mobs him. They're in tears. He was completely healed, by the way. They sent us um, medical stuff. But that wasn't the end of the story. He is celebrating, rightfully so. You know, in a conference, word of something like that gets around. Another lady came up to the front, to our team, and said, you know, I have breast cancer, and I just heard cancer was healed. I'm here for that. No problem. Let's go and pray for her. So we got in front of her, and God stopped us. Well, that's strange. What do you need, God? Oh, Went back to the guy. He's still standing, celebrating, cheering. Wasn't a Christian, by the way. I can't say that now. (laughs) Anyway, so he's still crying. I come up to him. I'm saying, "Um, hey, do you want to have some fun? He's like, what do you mean? Anything for you guys, right? He's very, very flexible at the moment. I said, well, we were going to pray for this lady over here that also has cancer, but God said not to. He wants you to pray for her. Sure. I don't know how to do that, but that sounds like fun. Comes up. So this lady is standing there. We bring him over. He's still pretty frail, right? So we help him over. And he starts praying for this woman. She has a lump in her breast that she can physically feel. It must be pretty big. She goes, oh, she feels it actually reduce in her hand, and it wound up going away. That's not the end. 
once again, now, you know, there's rumblings all around, people with cancer. This lady that was on the front row that was waiting to get prayed for by Randy, riddled with cancer. Again, <laughs> we get a sign to go, and I know what's coming now. We were getting ready to pray, and God says no, brings the lady over another moment before non-Christian. And we say, well, pray for her. She goes, I don't know how to do this. Just pray. Huh. Lord, I speak that this thing is dead, and this is instant warrior. It was so fun. Okay? And that lady's pain starts going down. Okay. This is a moment that was created when Bill said breakthrough. The momentum created. God basically wanted to relieve these people of their suffering. And he used, and I've seen this more than a few times, non-Christians. I don't mean like antagonist non-Christians that he has pray for people and they get healed. Why? Because he wants to show his kingdom is here. And he wants to show the aphids will not win. Okay, so, in summary, we have a tidal wave coming. Do you all feel that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Right? And I, I don't know for sure that it's a response to COVID. I think he had it set up before that, right? Okay, it's coming. Your choices are anchor down, stay where you're at. It's going to get tough doing that. Or start moving with God every morning. Declare, I am a healed person. I am mentally complete. I am physically complete. Father, you provide my provision, anything I need. Thank you for making today another amazing day with your, full of your mercies. I let go of unforgiveness, bitterness, tiredness, anxiety, disappointment, relationship hurt. I let go of all of those things and I get a new heart today, Lord. And I'm going to declare that it goes every day forward. This is how you kill the aphids, okay? What do you get in return? First of all, it's a lot of fun. Second, you get joy, you get peace, you get an inheritance that you cannot imagine. I completely believe before that wave comes, God is sifting everyone. Where are you at? This God that I know is fun and amazing. He's my king. He's not my king one day of the week. And not when it feels good. It doesn't matter sometimes. You know, I've been to conferences. We were at a conference in Florida with Benny Hinn. Very fun. He started preaching at 7 at night. 
He started his healing ministry at 10 at night, and he finished at 5 in the morning. You think he was tired? For God, it was worth it. Right? We have so little time here compared to our eternal time that we're going to be with him. It is such... When we turn our heart to him, he runs toward us. I'm just challenging you guys. Commit to killing the aphids. I think when I get home, I'm going to take blow up a picture of an aphid and put like an X in it or something. They're nasty looking. So we can have this right now be a marked day where you commit to this lifestyle. If you need more instruction and equipping in prophecy or healing, Doug, the man back there, can provide that. There's ministry teams here you can be taught. You can be ready. And surfing in that wave every day. What would it be like every day to wake up full of joy? It's not hard. You just start and you don't let go. So we're going to have Tom come up here. I will tell you, this man, he is the fire hydrant of Holy Spirit. You guys know how much water pressure a fire hydrant's under, right? Okay, so I'm going to pass him the mic, and he's going to lead you, letting some of that stuff go, gaining Holy Spirit, gaining his presence. It's all in a moment of an encounter with him. Well, thank you. Hallelujah. Well, just a, a follow-up with what Dave's saying was that it's pretty, you know, he's talking about testimonies. We all have testimonies. But it's pretty important that we remember our testimonies. Our testimonies are powerful. You know, and it's like we don't really understand what it, the weight that it carries, but it's uh, it's important, and you know, even the scripture tells us that you know Ephraim was supposed to be a, a really strong tribe, and and they turned back in the day of battle, um, and the scripture says it's because they didn't remember the testimonies. So it's like, and when you're confronted with different things that uh, want to take away from you, you know, or attack you, or come against you, or destroy. Uh, or try to take away the word of God that was been planted in you. And you have to remember the testimonies because that's where the power of God really comes in, really comes forth. And, and we, we all have seen so many of them. Um, it's, it's easy just to stand here and tell you lots of testimonies. But if you want to engage, we have to engage with what the Lord is doing. And the Holy Spirit is, is our key. He's, uh, he's our counselor. He's our guide. He's our teacher. Uh, he's everything that we need. And you have to give yourself permission sometimes to flow with him. Because, you know, you've got to check your dignity at the door. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because it's, like, it's a, like the Freedom Act. You know, it's a Freedom Act. Because you move into what he's doing. 
when you honor him, you, you know, you recognize his presence uh, because he is Lord, Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's not just somebody out there that you're, you have this imagination for. He's a, he's a real, real person. And he comes alongside you. And you, you have to be, um, sometimes when we're working in the healing rooms, we have to do things to get people to get their attention off of their pain, off their whatever is, is troubling them, whether it's, it could be emotional issues, it could be depression, it could be anything. And so you, you, you move um, with the Holy Spirit, and he'll take you into things that, uh, that do that. Okay, and I'll give you an example, um, one that I remember pretty closely. It was a young woman that we were praying with, and she was going through some struggles. Uh, depression was part of it, you know, and it just carried a, a weight in, in uh, the burdens that, that didn't belong to her. and It was pretty evident. But the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you about those things. And then you have to put a little bit of creativity in on that to, to take them, you know, to where they need to go without an offense. So after we prayed for this young lady for a while, it just seemed like we were going nowhere. And... It wasn't just, uh, it was just a blank wall almost. And so the Holy Spirit just said, just have her leave her stuff here. And I go, what? Leave her stuff here. So I asked her, I said, are you ready to leave some stuff here? She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, let's just take this out of your heart. And I reached over and I just pulled this depression out of her heart. And I'll throw it away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I was like... What? And then I said, just, okay, so take your hands. And I said, cup your hands. And I said, start putting into your hands everything that's bothering you. You know, um, marital issues, you know, this uh, relationships destroyed, whatever it might have been. And I said, close your eyes and just begin to do that. And then let me know when you get done. So she began, she took a few minutes. And you could see her just, you know, her eyes were closed and she was nodding. Dale and I have done this many, <laughs> many times. And so... And I said, you got them in your hands? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, just reach right over here and say, Jesus, I'm giving this to you. So she said, Jesus, I'm giving this to you. She stretched out her hands and opened them up just like that. And all her fears went away. All the depression left. Joy came to her heart. And when we saw that, that change, that expression, you know, of what she felt there. It wasn't anything that we did. We just led her into what the Lord was doing. How the Lord was manifesting himself to her. And that is the, you know, it's the, the, the presence of the Lord just coming. And you call their attention to that. That's not you. That's not me. It's not anything we've done. That's the presence of the Lord. And so you have to learn to recognize the presence of the Lord and how it comes to you. And it's Holy Spirit. He comes that way. And he brings that strength and that power and the healing presence of, of Jesus. And so I, we've seen many people heal that way. So we just want to, at this point, just want to release. Just close your eyes with me for just a moment. We just want to connect with Holy Spirit, okay? Because he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here now. 
Okay, so let's just take a minute just and, and just quietly before the Lord just invite him in and recognize his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you to Jesus. Lord, I, Holy Spirit, I, we just invite you and we submit ourselves to you right now. We turn our full attention to you. Lord, you are here for us. And we're here. We came because you were going to be here. We recognize it is you. It has nothing to do with us. And Lord, we ask that right now you would lift burdens off of people right now all across the room. Lord, that you would take these burdens right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, just become aware of his presence. Just become aware of him. And when you feel like the burden's lifting, just raise your hand. If there's burdens lifting, just raise your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's several of you that are here that are raising your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your name, let your presence, let your glory be seen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so there's others here right now that have... Just close your eyes again. And let's just take you through what this young lady went through. So cup your hands and put them out in front of you. And start putting into your hands everything that bothers you. Just whatever he brings to your mind. Holy Spirit, bring to mind whatever you want us to, to give to you. They could be relationships. They could be stresses. It could be physical ailments, depression. And I think right now, it's what he's showing me, there's things that are unfinished in, in lives, things that have been started and not finished. I don't know what that means, but just go ahead and just put that out there. Okay, as you feel like he's, if you've dumped it all into your hands, just reach right over to the side and say, Jesus, I'm giving this to you. And just open up your hands and release it and let it go.
And Holy Spirit, I pray and ask that you would replace everything that's been dumped, everything that's been released, replace it with joy. <laughs> replace it with joy, Lord. All across the room, just replace it with joy. Replace it with joy. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let the joy of the Lord come. Lord, bring your joy. Bring your joy on your people. Bring your joy on your people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. But one of the things that we do, if your attention again, one of the things that we do that a lot is to, to set people free, to bring this, this freedom. You've heard some of it up here tonight. There's a, we let out a shout of joy. You know, we let out a shout. And we don't, we don't do it as dignified people. <laughs> we do it as, as <laughs> undignified, but those that love Jesus. So if you, you know, and that's why, that's why you're here, okay? It's because you want to let it out. You don't want to hold it in because the world wants to box you in, wants to hold you tight. <laughs> and they want to, the enemy wants you to be defeated. And you have to make a shout, a war cry almost. Okay? So why don't you everybody stand up? No, you're, you're ready to do this. So, you know, it's just, and we're just going to, we can close your eyes. You know, you don't have to look at anybody. You can just, you know, be in your own little world right now. And, Okay, so on the count of three, okay, we'll do this three times, okay? And I think with each time that you do this, you'll get, you know, what happens is you break free. But it's not something that you just do one time. This is something I do a lot because I recognize the power that's in the shout, okay? When you went to battle, you, you had a war cry, okay? You had a shout, and it set the enemy, you know, on his guard too because, hey, I'm coming, you know? I'm letting go. I'm coming after you. All right? <laughs> you know, but it's, it's an offensive gesture. It's an offensive move. And it brings strength. I know. It's because you have to shout. You have to shout in the face of your enemy. And, and just briefly, at one time I was, you know, under some severe weight and uh, oppression and almost depressive. I mean, I was depressed, you know. And the enemy was, you know, he was pressing on me that he was going to kill me. He's going to take me out. I know. <laughs> and I let, a, let out a shout. And that was one of the things that it broke when I let out a shout. It broke just like that. It went away. So I knew that was my offensive weapon. Okay. So okay, lay all dignity aside. All right? And we're going to shout as a, as a body of believers, as people that belong to the Lord. Okay? We're not, we're not shouting for friends and neighbors. We're shouting because we've got a God that's mighty and mighty to pulling down strongholds. I mean, he's given, the weapons of, given us weapons of warfare. Now we have to employ them. Is that right? Okay. All right. One, 
two, three. Let's do it again. Ready? One, two, three. We found out that in the healing rooms, you get more people healed because of joy than because of depression, <laughs> because of sadness or what whatever we had this uh, one lady come up and she said oh, i can't you know neck pain all kinds of stuff going on and i looked at her and i said here let me take those burdens off of you and i reached out and i just almost like pulling her shoulder pads off pulled them, pulled them off and i threw them away like that and she looked at me and she goes was that all it was it was just that easy that simple Okay, let's do it one more time. One, two, three. Ah! Ah! There we go. All right. Now, I think we're freeing up here. Whoa. You can have a seat. <laughs> You'll be seated. Okay. And then we'll move. We'll move into. To, all right. We'd like to say anybody here that has back pain or pain in, pain in back in anywhere in your back. Okay. Just stand up where you are. Okay. Yeah. And then. Okay. We're going to employ the rest of the body. Okay. To gather around these guys. Okay. And lay hands on them. Okay, reach out, grab somebody, go next to somebody that's standing up. Okay. Yeah, anywhere and everywhere across the room. Yeah. And want you to begin to pray. We'll give you a, we'll give you a minute or two. And you can start, start praying for them right now. Go ahead. Start praying. Okay, start praying here right now. Okay. Okay. So lay hands on her. Okay. Yeah. Just lay hands on her. Yeah. And start praying. And in the name of Jesus, we just release his back pain. Yeah. To go away. And to never return. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Okay, if you've been had prayer, just do something. Check it out. Check it out. Move like where it would hurt before, and then see if there's any change. We want. We. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus, woo! <laughs> and check it out. Okay, so has there? Okay, if there's been any improvement, has there been any improvement? Let's just raise your hand. If you feel like the pain has subsided or changed, it's gone from a, an 8 to a 5. Yeah, raise it high. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yay, yay. And there's a couple back over here oh, in the yeah, corner. More. There's a couple back over there. Yeah. So God's rocking somebody up here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> this lady right here doesn't have any pain, but she, wants, she has a word, a, a word of knowledge. So Here. What was the word of knowledge that you had? Yeah, I'm getting a word of knowledge for uh, pain in the right knee on the lateral aspect of the right knee and uh, headache on the right side and esophageal problems. All right. If you have that, stand up. Anybody with esophageal problems, headache, or right knee pain, and God will heal your left knee too. So anybody with those things, stand up right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I release the healing power of Jesus into everyone's knees that has a knee problem. Right now, I said newness of life in those knees. Right now, in Jesus' name, new synovial cushions in the knees. No more pain, full flexibility, knees be healed in Jesus' name. Headaches, get out of every person here with a headache. I command you to leave. Headache, pain, you are banished forever in Jesus' name. I declare and decree that headaches are forbidden in your head. Leave in Jesus' name. The Lord healed me of headaches in 2007, and I've never had another headache, ever. And I used to get them twice a month or something, real bad ones. And God healed me. I never had another one. So I release that upon you. No more headaches in Jesus' name. Put on the helmet of salvation. Never get another one in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Anybody with esophageal reflux, um, ulcers, anything like that, God wants to heal you right now. He heals, he heals ulcers instantly. Esophageal reflux, be healed in Jesus' name. Ulcers, be healed. Gallbladder disease, be healed in the name of Jesus. No more pain for any cause or reason in any member of the body of Christ in this place. Pain, get out and go and never come back in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Shukatonda Lobo. Thank you, God.
Has anybody gotten relief from something that you prayed were prayed for? Anybody that waved two hands above your head like this, if you've gotten complete relief? Yay, thank you, Jesus. Yay. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Does anybody have pain in their right shoulder? Right shoulder pain? Be healed, Nick, in the name of Jesus. Your shoulder is being healed right now in Jesus' name. Move it around. The pain is going right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Full range of motion in Jesus' name. Rotator cuff perfectly healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's been a word, if anybody has deafness or hearing loss in their left ear, uh, raise your hand right now, stand up right now. Deaf ears, deaf ears um, are made to pop open in Jesus' name. I release Jesus' healing power in your ears. And I say, ears be healed. Pop open and hearing be restored. You restore all things through the blood of the cross. In Jesus' name, I release healing into every ear. Ears hear perfectly. In Jesus' name, hear completely healed. Be completely healed right now. In Jesus' name, perfect hearing. Thank you, God. Shukatanda Baba. Hey, Dave. Brother Dave. Ah. All right. Hmm.
healed all over the place. What is it? People are getting healed all over the place. Okay, so let's pull a Randy. Anybody that has been affected at all this evening and has felt the Lord's presence and has healed even a little bit, raise your hand and wave. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's easier to raise the hands of people that haven't been touched, huh? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shadabakya. Okay, I have one more thing for you. You guys can, in a moment, keep praying if you want to, right? Jesus is here, and there is no time limit. That's what I hear anyway, right? Okay, do you remember that old Christmas movie where he dares, and then he double dog dares, right? Okay, I triple dog dare you, the ultimate, to rise tomorrow morning with a fresh anointing from Jesus and praise on your lips. One time, I triple dog dare you, this week, one time, you answer yes and speak to someone outside, a stranger, one time. Change the world. Okay? Father, we just thank you for your presence. We know that you are here that you are in these people. I speak an awakening. This is an awakening moment to all of them, Lord. Awakening. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. We speak that your complete righteousness and glory be filled in their hearts, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We seal all of these healings in their hearts. Holy Spirit, come and seal all of these healings. There is no going back. There's no reverse with God. We speak that the aphids are destroyed. All of those things that have been distracting us from the Lord, we command them to be broken and chased off. We're going to wake up tomorrow happy, glory-filled, new people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay, do you guys know what a fire tunnel is? Well, we're not doing that. <laughs> See how much fun I have? <laughs> All right, we're going to do a thing called a reverse fire tunnel. <laughs> what that is, is anybody that wants to participate, just go all the way around the room. Just stand along the outer edge of the room, and we're going to come by, and we'll pray for you. Okay? And we're going to release 
what we have too. So you can don't stand here. So in the front, on the sides, in the back, anywhere you want to be. We should do. You guys ready for fun? Okay, we're almost ready. Oh yeah, can we get, is there anybody can get some music going? It can be, it can be just uh, tape, you know, recorded, there you go. Uh, something upbeat, upbeat. Okay, we're going to bring Holy Spirit. You guys ready? So we're going to come around and pray for you, but I want you to repeat after me. No cheating if you heard me this morning. <laughs> okay, you ready? I want you to repeat exactly what I say. It's, it's difficult, okay? So listen carefully. You ready? Ha ha. Ho ho. He he. Come on, Lord, more. Oh, yes. Fire, fire. To the east, to the west, to the north and the south, fire. All right, we're going to celebrate with you. All right. Amen. You going that way? I'll go that way in a minute. You guys start that way or in the back. They're going that way. She's going that way? Yeah, they're going that way. You start.
thank you very much for your help in getting us set up.